Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Aren't adventurers supposed to have a specific purpose? What are you doing on this quest? Just meeting strangers? Yep, my purpose is to have no purpose. Though, I sort of find purpose as I go. My basket! It's missing! I have tried many means of defense, but none have yet proven successful. I just wish someone would succeed in getting that darn sword. I am under attack by this ruffian! I want to be big and strong and fight evil. I have hope that if you show up at her door, she might listen. Want to help me yell at them? With your sword? In a threatening manner? Sidequesting is a fantasy podcast about avoiding the main plot. It follows Ryan, an adventurer who's willing to help just about anyone out, as long as they're not being asked to deal with that scary wizard everyone keeps talking about. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. Hello there, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on Earth. Today is another Ivy's chilling tale. This scaly tale, Story Club members, might make you stay out of dragon caves. It's one I call Dragon's Eye. Malcolm entered the mouth of the dragon's cave. He gripped his steel sword tighter and held his shield, which was so shiny he could see his own reflection, closer toward his chainmail armored body. As he slid into the murky gloom of the cavern and lit a torch to light his way to the treasure, he wondered why he was doing this. It was all a stupid dare after all. The other boys in his village, the same age as him, 12, were all considered men. They were all leaving town to become knights, to seek their fortunes, searching for glory. Malcolm wasn't so bold. He didn't long for what the other boys longed for. He wanted to stay in the village and attend to his sick mother. Was that so bad? You'll make a squire at best, Malcolm. The other village boys would laugh. Or maybe a stable boy. Our stable boy when we're knights. You will feed and water our horses after we return from grand adventures in exotic lands. Malcolm refused to believe their bullying. I'll be more than that, much more, he would tell the boys. Prove it, they said. Go to the cave of Deirda, the Lord of Fire. Slay him and take his eye. Return with it to prove your worth. For generations, Deirda had been the ominous dragon who lived up in a cave on top of Blaze Mountain. Few people had ever seen Deirda, but his reputation was legendary. Supposedly, the ferocious beast had eaten 150 knights in a single day, and ransacked dozens of villages, stealing their pigs and sheep for food. Nobody dared to ever go after the dragon for fear of losing their life. Yet, here was Malcolm foolishly tempting his own fate by entering the cave of Deirda with a borrowed sword, shield, and chainmail armor from Cooper, one of the boys in the village. 
Cooper was a knight in training, so he'd started as a squire to Sir George, one of the noblest of knights in the land. Wear my armor, take my sword, and ride my horse, Cooper had told Malcolm. Seek the dragon's eye or die trying. If you succeed, not only will your peers never ridicule you again, but you will be admired even by the bravest of knights. Your story will be told time and time again for generations to come. And so, early one morning, when the moon was still high and bright in the sky and the frost had laid down a white blanket across the fields of grain, Malcolm took Cooper's nightly accoutrements while his sickly mother still slept. He wrote her a note, as Malcolm was one of the only boys in the village who could read or write, in case he did not survive his dare. The note said, Sorry for not taking better care of you, mother, but this is a task that I must do if I'm ever to live without shame. The silvery moonlight and then the break of day led Malcolm up the steep mountain trail of Blaze Mountain to the cave of Dairda. Packs of wolves bayed at the lunar disk in the sky. Malcolm hoped that he wouldn't have to fight off hungry wolves before having to tangle with the fierce and fiery dragon. Luckily, he didn't. After he found the cave, a little afternoon by the way the sun hung in the sky, he climbed off his steed and ventured forth into Dairda's cave. Malcolm came to a larger opening in the cave. The area had a 20-foot cathedral-high ceiling. A small hole above leaked in the day's sun. He could see the gray, jagged forms of stalactites and stalagmites in the vast cave. He sat down near a row of the jagged rocks for a rest. This had been easy so far. He'd been in the cave for probably one half hour and saw nothing as frightening as a sheep or a knight's carcass. Maybe he was in the wrong cave? Maybe there was another one he overlooked? Suddenly, the rocks that he lay against moved. A bright yellow orb popped open and stared at him. The eye of a dragon. He heard deep breathing. Malcolm picked up his sword and shield and stumbled back, preparing to defend himself against the great slumbering beast. Prepare to meet your fate, devilish dragon, Malcolm said, trying to sound brave. What's your name, boy? The dragon asked. His voice sounded old and weak. In fact, the dragon looked like his voice. Old and weak. The spines on his back drooped. His eyes were heavy and bloodshot. Most of his teeth were missing as he spoke. His leathery skin was an ashen gray color, nothing vibrant or fierce about it. And why do you disturb my sleep? My name is Malcolm, dragon. I come from the village of Wallamia. I'm here to kill you and take out one of your eyes. Hmm, how dreadfully morbid. What a cruel group of animals you humans are. Cruel, dragon? What about all the knights that you have slain or all the villages that you have burned? Hmm? Those actions that you describe are not my actions. I've lived my life in this cave, alone and harming no one. You lie, Dairda! Believe me or not, Malcolm. Just do what you need to do so I can resume my slumber. The boy was confused. This was not the fearful Dairda that everyone spoke of. He was no fiercer than one of the village oxen that pull the carts. You will not try and stop me? No. Malcolm couldn't do it. He couldn't kill a defenseless beast who was willing to die. Where was the honor in that? He started to walk away. Coward, the dragon said after the retreating boy. That's what they will call you when you return to the village. 
It's something I will just have to live with. I don't have nor the heart or the stomach to commit cold-blooded murder. I have lived a long and tired and uneventful life. I suppose that, like you, I am a coward as well. I never wanted to be like the other dragons. I hid in this cave and ate berry bushes. I never even killed a rabbit to eat. I suppose that I was afraid too. Very well, Diurda. I will leave you in peace. Both of us cowards will just have to live with ourselves. What I do will not save my life, but it will save yours. One life for another. What are you talking about, dragon? Fool! A burst of flame belched from somewhere deep inside the stomach of the old, tired dragon and rolled into a fatal fireball toward Malcolm. The boy instinctively put up his shield to protect himself. The flame bounced off the shiny, mirrored surface of the shield and rolled back into the dragon's mouth. Dyerda choked on his own fire and died right before Malcolm's eyes. Malcolm rode into the village just after dark. The orange flames from the village fire pits cast him an ethereal glow that danced off his sword, shield, and chainmail. Cooper and the other boys saw him approach. They swarmed around Malcolm and the horse. I can't believe you're still alive, one boy said. He probably went to the cave, turned around, and came back, said another boy. They all laughed. Cooper could tell from the stoic expression on Malcolm's face that the chainmail-clad boy did not turn around at the cave and come cowering back. Did you get it, Malcolm? Cooper asked. Did you? Without looking at Cooper or any of the other boys, Malcolm tossed down a leather bag. Cooper opened it and peered inside. A full-sized yellow orb stared back at him. The dragon's eye, Cooper confirmed. He held the pouch high in the night sky. To Malcolm, Malcolm the Grand, the bravest of knights in the land. The other boys cheered. Malcolm kept riding Cooper's horse to his mother's hut. He didn't feel brave. He only felt tired and sad. Geez, that was kind of a sad story. I kind of like Dyerda, the Lord of Fire. I hope somebody gives me a scary cool name like that when I'm old and tired and living in a cave. <laughs> Come back tomorrow for another episode, because every story club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out. Go kid, go. like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.